uh, we have had some time to learn a few things. We've had some time to reflect on uh, what it's going to take to get to the next level financially. Uh, but what I want to do today is I just want to provide you with a checklist. Um, this is going to be um, basically a blueprint for everything that we're going to discuss over the next month, week, year, decade, or whatever. Um, the items on this checklist are the things that you need to get to the next level financially. You will have to revisit several uh, pieces or several items on the checklist multiple times. You will need to uh, re-ignite. Uh, you will need to uh, renew your subscription, if you will. Um, you know, every time you think about what it takes to get to your money, get your money to the next level, you need to think about it as a subscription. The Bible says um, that we are to renew our minds. And I say renew our minds um, in the same vein that I say renew a subscription. At the end of the year, your subscription is over. You have to pay money again in order to subscribe. You may find that there are new benefits. You may find that there are new resources or whatever it may be, but we do have to renew. So this checklist uh, it's not going to be something that you can accomplish today, okay? There are going to be pieces of the checklist that you may get in place before the other pieces. So there really is no particular order to this checklist. However, if you are completely starting over, if you are at the bottom trying to look up, trying to get up, then I would suggest that you take these things in the order that I am giving them to you. But let me repeat once again, this checklist these items can happen in any order as long as you have one of the foundational pieces of the checklist in place. So we are talking about the checklist uh, for your life, the checklist for your money, the checklist for your whole entire next level. And it starts with this. You've heard me say it before, but I have to repeat it again. And I'm going to share it with you in a different way. Number one, you have to spend less money. If you spend more money than you make, you will not win. If you do not plan to spend less money than you make, you will not win. If you spend as much money as you make, you cannot win the money game. So if you bring in $3,000 a month and you spend $5,000, you are living from check to Monday or even possibly from check to two o'clock, okay? I remember when I first wrote the book, uh, I talked about living check to Monday and everybody thought it was so clever. And then one of my callers, you know, called in and said, Lynn, what about check to two o'clock? <laughs> I said, now, wait a minute. I didn't even ask you to say that because I was trying to keep that on the down low. Check to two o'clock is when you get paid in the morning when you wake up, your check is there, but by two o'clock it is gone. And then one of my callers said, well, what about check to yesterday? Yes, I have lived that too. That means before you get paid, you were broke. And after you get paid, you were still broke because your bank allows you to have NSFs. Yes, I've been there and I've done that too. I've been able to overdraw my account so much so that by the time I got a check, it still did not bring me out of the negative. So the lesson here, number one, spend less money. And it has to be a plan. It has to be something that you think about. You can't just wake up on payday on the 1st, the 15th, every other Friday, every other Wednesday, every other Monday, whenever you get paid. You can't just wake up and think, 
I'm going to do something different with my paycheck today. No, you actually have to plan it. You have to look out for people. You have to look out for those folks who are going to induce you to spend money you don't have, like your children. <laughs> your children. I remember speaking at an event once, and a lady got up, and she was so, uh, you know, she was just so kind and nice. And she was really trying to figure out what to do about her money. And the very first thing she said, well, Lynn, I'm trying to get it together. I, I, I know what to do, but I just can't stick to it. And then she started talking about her kids. I said, lady, I said, sister, I said, let's hold on for a minute. I said, first of all, kids are evil, okay? And everybody in the room laughed because they knew what I was talking about. Kids want what they want. You cannot be financially free trying to please your children. You cannot be financially free trying to uh, acquiesce to every whim that they have. You will not be financially free if you don't teach your children the importance of financial freedom. One of the best lessons that I have gotten on this path has come from my sister, uh, my soror. My, she is the legend. When I started working with her, I started running a major initiative for my sorority. And she, I called her the legend and I was the youngin' because she had paved the way and so I was gonna come in and do the work. Well, she and her husband are financially free. Um, they've raised two wonderful children, a, a boy and a girl who are now a man and a woman. And she told her children this, it was very simple. You are going to college for free. We're not paying for that. So her oldest son, her, her son went to an HBCU and then he went on to Stanford to get his um, medical degree in immuno immunology or something like that. Her daughter also went to an HBCU and then she went on to Emory University to get her graduate degree. So the point is, even though she had the money to spend, she chose not to spend it. Instead, she had a plan and it included uh, the things that her children were gonna have to adhere to in order to be a part of this financially free family. So you must spend less money and you must plan on it. In this, you must track your spending. So I am uh, going into a new season. It's called Marching Orders. I do it every single year. You can do it any time of the year, but of course I'm going to commence on March. But during this time, we are marching towards everything we want, we believe. I'll tell you what it really means spiritually and numerologically and all of those things. But we are getting to the next level and we are not going to quit. So you got to track your spending. I'm talking every single dime that you spend. I want you to write it and I want you to look at it because the harvest is here. The time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, so number one on the checklist, uh, I'm calling this the checklist for life, but it really is the stair steps to wealth. Okay, these are the stair steps to wealth. You can take one at a time or you can take a few at a time. It's all up to you. Um, sometimes if you are, you know, having a slower day, you just take one step at a time. If you are in a hurry or you're just feeling mighty, then you might take two or even three steps at a time. All right, so you can take these stair steps. Um, remember that they are in no particular order. However, if you are starting all over and you are saying to yourself, I want a revolution in my finances, I need a revelation to get to the revolution in my finances, then this is the order 
or these are the items that I recommend that you put in place first. So number one, spend less money. You absolutely must do that. Money is not emotional. We are. Money is exact. It's factual. It's scientific. It's actually very reliable because money tells you this is what I am. I will be no more and I will be no less. What you do with me is up to you. Okay, so that's what money says. So remember, money is an exact science. It's not like people who are fickle. It's not like the weather. You don't know if it's going to rain, snow. Uh, let me tell you, I'm from Chicago. And honey, I remember one year uh, it snowed in May. Uh, Prince had a song, Sometimes It Snows in April. Well, guess what? It snowed in May. Uh, for the junior prom or the senior prom, I don't remember. Uh, it was one of those things. But you never know what's going to happen there. Um, but math is factual. If you have $200, it's going to be $200 when you start. And hopefully when you finish, you will have done something with the $200 that gives you the ability to operate in power. Whether it's $200, $2,000, $20,000, or $200,000. It is what it is. Spend less of it if you want to be financially free. If you can master that, you can master anything. You know, one of the things of uh, that I see or one of the... Uh, you know, characteristics of millionaires is uh, we can spend and buy whatever we want, but we typically don't. Um, now, I know that there are stories of celebrities and entertainers who go out and they buy 16 cars, three, four, five houses. I am not talking about that. I know that there are people who are operating um, in a space where they want to show uh, what they have and they believe that buying these things is going to give them peace and solace. But I've never met anyone. And I know lots of people who are um, wealthy. I've never met anyone who gets peace and solace from having multiple material things. I've never met anyone who gets peace and solace when they have material illness. Uh, my good friend Russell Simmons says material illness is what you have. When a material thing's presence gives you pleasure and its absence gives you pain, okay? So the material thing, you like it, it gives you pleasure, but if its absence gives you pain, then there's something wrong with that. It was like when I gave up my Lexus in bankruptcy. I loved the Lexus, but when I let it go, I didn't feel any less. I didn't feel like I was missing something. I was good with the fact that I had let go of the debt and I knew that I could go and get another car like that if I wanted to, when I was ready, and when it was possible for me. So we're spending less money. We are getting rid of material illness. We are tracking every single thing that we spend. Number two on this checklist, you've heard me say this, is to get more money, multiple streams of income. I, if you are going to spend your time, let me tell you something I did not do when I was trying to get my money straight. I did not chit chat on the phone with random people. And that included family members. Um, if you want to talk to me, I need you to text me so I can see what it is you want. And then I can decide if I'm going to call you back. And when I do call you back, I'm going to give you my undivided attention. But while I am grinding, while I am growing my businesses, while I'm in my creative mode, while I am doing what I have to do, um, I am not um, chit-chat on the phone with random people. Now, if I'm going to quote-unquote waste time, then I'm going to, quote unquote, waste time trying to figure out another stream of income. What has God given me? What do I do well? What are my gifts, my talents, and so on and so forth? It's all the things that I teach 
in the Entrepreneurs Academy and also in my class, How to Start a Home-Based Business in New Wealth University. So if I'm going to just sit around uh, doodling, I'm going to doodle on some more income, okay? And not because I'm money hungry. Let me explain this, everybody. This is not about being money hungry. This is about doing what you have to do to sustain, first of all, a way of life to build wealth and to be able to pass that wealth on to generations. Now, the story that we were told when we grew up, go to school, get a good education, get a good job. Y'all know Grandma B told me to wear clean underwear and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, that's in there if a big mama is telling you what to do. But that, that uh, uh, you know, story, that scenario did not work out for most people. There are many people who went to school and cannot get a good job, cannot get a job that uh, supplies enough income for them to pay their bills, their rent, light, gas, telephone bill, utilities, car note, send their children to daycare or after school programs. There are simply too many people who are walking around who have done that and still don't have it. And then for those of us who got an education beyond high school, um, again, there is a system that has been put in place wherein young people are going to school, getting into debt, and they're leaving college with a mortgage but no house. They're leaving college with, um, you know, a big mortgage and, and a, sometimes a mansion-sized mortgage and no house because when you owe $150,000 in student loans, that's a mortgage. When you owe $300,000, when you owe all this money in student loans, that is a house, okay? So uh, we've got people going to school and still graduating and not earning enough income to sustain themselves. So go to school, get a good education, get a good job. But what I'm saying to you is add on to that. Um, it's been passed down to us. Create more jobs. It is your job to find other ways to create other jobs for other people which will supply an income stream to you and services and or goods to them. So everybody needs a home-based business. Everybody needs multiple streams of income. If you are a doctor, then you need a class you can teach. You need a book that you can write. You need a seminar that you can sell. You need a workshop that you can conduct. You need a, 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 a annual event um, where you can share your knowledge with others. If you are a teacher, um, you can be a tutor. You can provide other services. If you work in human resources, you can help people with their resumes. You can help them get interviews. Um, multiple streams of income is the name of the game. Okay? And I'm going to talk to you about the four kinds of income. Now, the one kind of income that many of us have, but you don't want to stay stuck in, you don't want to stay in the income area where you exchange time for money. That's when you go work at a job for eight hours or however long you work. And only if you work those hours, do you get paid. Now, do we all need jobs? Yes. Am I telling you to quit your job? No, do not quit your job. Okay. All I'm saying is if that's your only job, then you've still got some work to do. Okay. So the harvest is here. The time is now. This is the millionaires round table. And we are uh, embarking on this stair steps to wealth journey. And guess what? We can do it.
Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, master classes, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth, and um, this is the checklist that I want you to um, uh, utilize as you are trying to put in all of the pieces of your financial uh, dream, okay? So uh, I have a class called the Financial Vision of Perfection, and uh, it is accompanied by its daily coaching, it's online, and it is accompanied by a um, session that we do every single Sunday. And um, we are able to not only put together the vision of perfection that we see for our finances, but we're also able to apply the spiritual elements and um, fix and adjust and heal and do all of those wonderful things. But I said all of that to say in the financial vision of perfection, it is up to each and every one of us to make sure that in this portion, get more money that we are looking at the different types of income that we uh, should um, look for, okay? So in the quadrant, the cash flow quadrant, um, the income areas are as follows. Number one, you've got employee income. This is, again, income that you earn in exchange for time. You go to a job, they pay you money, and it's you know pretty much a wrap there. Um, the issue with that is if the company decides to replace you with a machine or a program, then you may not be able to earn income from that job indefinitely. If that job um, goes under, if they change priorities, if they decide to hire someone younger than you, um, smarter than you, with more experience than you, or whatever it is, so yes, we all want jobs. I am an advocate for that. I love employing people. More importantly, I love helping people grow. So when you work for me, you're gonna learn a whole lot of stuff you didn't know before you worked for me. You're gonna learn about excellence. You're gonna learn about systems. You're gonna learn about financial management. You're gonna learn critical thinking skills. You're gonna learn leadership skills. Um, and then you're gonna also um, be a master a multitasker. In most cases, I'm going to teach you one thing. You're going to learn how to do that well. And then I'm going to add more responsibilities. And I also love to reward the people who work for me. So I love employees. Each and every one of us has probably been an employee at some time or the other. And who knows? I may decide to become somebody's employee someday. Um, but that's the first area of income. This next area of income is when you are self-employed. Everybody needs a home-based business. Again, if you do hair, if you do nails, if you're a consultant, if you teach, if you, whatever it is, that's great. But when you are self-employed, now you own a job. You own a job. The company doesn't run without you. The company doesn't run if you go on vacation. The company doesn't run if you do not show up. I remember early in my financial services career, um, I had won a trip because I was one of the top producers in the company. I won a trip to Puerto Rico 
But the only problem with going to Puerto Rico was if I left the office, no work would get done. And so I remember literally crying, blood, sweat, and tears, it felt like, doing everything in my power to take what was in my brain and put it into a system so that my employees could run it without me. You see, I had developed a very good reputation for getting people approved for mortgages. People would go to other mortgage professionals and they'd get denied. I had one lady who was denied five times. I had another person who was denied because of a foreclosure. I had another person, she's a good friend today and she tells a story. She was selling a home and the people who were buying her home had been denied a mortgage. So she decided to rent the home to them instead. Well, they found me and I got them approved for the mortgage in like a week. She wasn't even ready to move yet. So um, it was because of my critical thinking skills and I literally studied the underwriting guide. So I found a way to make my client's uh, financial file fit the rules. So if I help you follow the rules, you can get a mortgage. Well, how was I gonna teach that? I literally had to go step by step by step by step and teach my junior loan officers exactly how I fit, how I thought. What do I think first? What do I think second? What do I think third? Now, at this point, I was able to leave my self-employed situation and I was moving into this next area of income. It's the B. It's when you are a business owner. So when you're self-employed, you have a home-based business, you're the only one who can do the job. When you become a business owner, you own a system. You can franchise. You can teach other people. You can, the job can continue to flow without your involvement and income can still come in. So again, we're talking about ways to get more money and these are the four kinds of income you want. You want employee income. If you have a job, that's a great idea because you get benefits. You get things that you probably otherwise would not get. Now, I am not anybody's employee, but I'm not against it totally, okay? Um, and for those who need to be an employee, who need the structure, that's great. Some of us are entrepreneurs and we prefer to employ others and that's fine too. But let me tell you something. If somebody wants to hire me, call me because I might just take the job. I might be okay with that, okay? The next area is self-employed. That's when you own the job, okay? You, you might be making a lot of money, but if you stop working, no money comes in. That's great, but you want to advance to a business. So in my advanced home-based business boot camp, I teach people how to set up a self-employed business that will eventually transform into a business owner situation where you now own a system, you employ other people, they do the work and you get paid. This final area of income is investment income. It is passive income. It is money that you make while you sleep from the systems that you create, from the investments, from your 401k, from your real estate, and many other areas. So the harvest is here, the time is now. We're talking about the stair steps to wealth and guess what? You got this. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth, um, your checklist. These are the things that you're going to take a look at. Number one, you're gonna spend less money. Number two, you're gonna get more money. We're talking about getting more money. You've got money in the employee area. I am a, an advocate of employees. I love employing people. I love putting people to work. I love helping people to grow. So if that's one of your, uh, if that's one of the streams of income that you have, keep your benefits, keep your 401k. Um, I tell people all the time, quitting your job is not sexy, okay? 
Um, I did. I quit my job and I was broke. All right. I struggled. Um, I quit my job. I thought I had enough money put aside, but I did not. Um, I actually um, struggled as a result of that. Would I do it again? Probably I would. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd probably do it again because I'm just that crazy. Um, and I knew that I needed to give all of my time, attention and energy to what it was that I was after, which is why I am here today. It's why I am sitting in this seat today, able to speak to people all over the globe because I took a step out on faith. And even though I had a 401k, the, the, the economy crashed, my house was upside down and I went through a lot of struggles. But you know what? Here I am today. Um, but I do not necessarily recommend it for other people. Now, if you're willing to go through those things, if you're willing to struggle, if you're willing to be on food stamps, if you, hey, but this whole idea of just quitting your job because everybody's starting a business, I'm going to tell you right now, I would keep that job if I was you and I would make sure that I started to stack my dollars and then figure out a way to continue to pursue my dreams um, on the side, um, after hours, on the weekends or whatever. I say where there, well, where there is a will, there is definitely a way. So I would want to see this happen for you. You've got self-employed income, but that means you have a job. If you do not um, do the job, if you do, it won't happen, okay? If you don't work, you won't eat in a self-employed situation. But that's why I tell you to take the advanced home-based business boot camp in New Wealth University so that you can then become a business owner, which means now you have a system. You've got systems in place that you can sell and franchise. So McDonald's put a system in place. They had one hamburger joint. They figured out how to uh, systemize that and create multiple hamburger joints, but they still weren't even really making any money. Once they were franchising, they ultimately ended up buying real estate, which is the income category number four, investment income. Investment income from real estate, from stock ownership, um, from other systems that you can create passive income stream from. And so once McDonald's then owned real estate, they were collecting rent off of each one of their franchise locations. So they had another stream of income there. So if McDonald's never sold a hamburger, they would still earn money from their real estate, all right? So there are many other major brands that are operating that way today. Uh, Walgreens, Walmart, um, there are several other uh, major brands that are operating that way. So you got four kinds of income in the get more money category. You've got employee income, self-employed, business owner, which means a system, and then investment income, which creates passive income so you can make money while you are asleep. Now, you got to get your money back. Why? Because that's an instant raise. If I spend $200 and I get $100 back, then I just gave myself a raise, okay? So everybody needs a home-based business because there are all these tax deductions that only home-based business owners get, like hiring your kids. That doesn't work in your regular business. doesn't work in your corporation or your LLC with other people. It only works in your sole proprietorship. So you want to have a sole proprietorship, self-employed home-based business or single-member LLC so you can take advantage of the tax deductions that will allow you to get your money back. And when you are getting your money back, you want to be strategic. Every single time I'm going to spend some money, I ask myself, can I get it back? If I'm going to go to see Alvin Ailey, I don't get that money back because you're not able to write off entertainment. But if I drive in my car and have a business dinner, 
across the street from the theater where Alvin Ailey is going to be uh, going to play, then I get to write off the mileage and or my expenses, depending on which one I choose at, during tax time. And I get to write off the whole meal. So I just ate a good meal. I had a business discussion with my business partners or, or whomever or potential business partners or distributors or employees or what have you. We had great conversation. I ate some good food and I get all the money back and I can still go see Alvin Ailey. That's the kind of thinking that you want to put in place. That's the kind of energy that you want to put in place because guess what? It's your money and you want to get your money back. So the harvest is here. The time is now. This is your season. Go and collide into your opportunity. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth. I have a whole lot of these to get through, so we might have to continue this in another segment. However, I'm going to do the best I can, but I want to be as thorough as I possibly can. Number one, spend less money. Number two, get more money. Number three, get your money back. And number four, uh, let's go, let's, let's deal with number three, get your money back. Get your money back, okay? Don't overlook this. Do not say this is hard work. Being broke is hard work, okay? You could run a Fortune 500 company with the amount of energy that it takes to rob Peter and pay Paul. So do the work because you're either going to spend your life working for the things that you want or working to fight off the things you don't. One of two things. You're either going to work for the things you want or you're going to work to fight off the stuff you don't want. Let me take your weight, for example. This is one area that just really, it gets on all of our nerves, right? So I'm either working to stay a size six or I'm working to fight off the extra pounds that a size eight is now, you know, requiring that I comply with. And I refuse to buy bigger clothes because I'm not spending any more money. I'm trying to get my money back. So since I'm not spending any money, I got to wear these size sixes that I have, which means I have to eat less or eat more of the right things. So I'm either going to spend my time working on staying the size I want to be or working to fight off the pounds I don't want. It's the same thing with your money. You're either going to work on getting more money and get, spending less money, getting more money and getting your money back, or you're going to work to fight off the fact that you don't have any. Okay. You're going to be up at night. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have stress, um, you know, and then even if you just decide to not deal with it. And I did that the first time I filed bankruptcy. I wasn't opening any mail. I wasn't paying attention to bills. But guess what? One day I had to face it and I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. It was a room full of mail. I mean, it was just crazy. So at some point we've got to deal with it. OK, so get your money back. All right. There are hundreds of tax deductions that will allow you to keep some extra money in your pocket, but more importantly, pay less taxes during tax season or get more money back when it's time for you to file your taxes, literally. Number four, plan for retirement. Now, you can either 
take some of your money and put it into your 401k, especially if your company is matching. If your company is matching, then you want to put that money in that 401k, okay? If your company is matching those dollars, you that is an instant raise. It is an instant uh, uh, come up. It is an instant way to guarantee that you've got some additional money that you did not have to work for. If you don't have a 401k, start your own. In my class, How to Invest in the Stock Market, I teach you how to pick the right mutual funds. How do you pick the right mutual funds for your goals and your risk tolerance profile? How do you pick the right mutual funds for your financial DNA? All right, so this is a very important step because $100,000 can become a million dollars with the right investments. The harvest is here, the time is now. Okay, so we're on the Millionaire's Roundtable and we are talking about the stair steps to wealth. One, spend less money. Two, get more money. Three, get your money back. Four, make your money grow. Prepare for retirement. Uh, save for a rainy day and then some. That's this fourth area. Make your money grow. Okay, you cannot make your money grow in the mat under your mattress. Your money will not grow uh, if you simply put it in a bank account. You're going to have to get strategic about this and you're going to have to um, learn the process and, and then get educated and continue to inspect what you expect. Okay, so when the stock market crashed at the beginning of the pandemic, lots of people panicked. The stock market is going to go up. It's going to come down. It's going to go back up. Lots of people took all their money, which meant out of the stock market, which meant it was a permanent loss. But for those who kept their money in, and more importantly, for those who actually followed the strategy to buy the dip, meaning when the stock price goes down, go buy more of it, they were able to make lots of money. I had an 82% return on my money from 2020 to 2021. No, from 20, 2020, I had 122% return. In 2021, I had 82% return on my money. So it's important to make your money grow. Now, let me tell you, what this means. One of the things that I want you to do is make sure that you start your 401k, as I said, um, or your mutual fund, start your own. If you are self-employed, you could potentially put up to $64,000 a year in your 401, in your own, your solo 401k or, or your retirement account. If you are self-employed, all right, the numbers differ if you are employed, but I'm talking right now about self-employed people. Now, why would I want to put my money there? One, because it's going to grow. Two, if I put it in my solo 401k, as opposed to an IRA, then I can borrow against it if I need it. I can borrow against it in the case of an emergency. I can borrow against it if I want to buy a home. I can borrow against this money and then pay myself back and keep earning interest, okay? So, if you take that $64,000, $64,500 in 10 years, you put it under a mattress, it's only going to be worth $645,000. But if you put it in the right investment, earning 10%, it's going to earn $834,000. You'll have $834,000. If you, after 10 years, after 20 years, you'll have $2.2 million. And after 30 years, you'll have $4.4 million. If you put it under the mattress, in 10 years, you'll have 64,000. In 20 years, you'll have 1.2 million, as opposed to 2.2 uh, 2 million. And in 30 years, you'll have 1.9 million, as opposed to 4.4 million dollars. 
That's just at 5%. That's very, very safe, modest, conservative investing. If you know how to choose the right investments that outperform the S&P 500, and let's say over time you're earning 10%. If you have, if you put in $64,500 a year, in 10 years, you'll have $1 million, 1.1 million. In 20 years, you'll have 4 million. That's just from picking the right items, okay? And in 30 years, you'll have $12 million. So this is not an area we can overlook. I told you money will work harder for you than you could ever work for it. So the harvest is here, the time is now. It is your season to collide into your next opportunity. Let's do this. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth. What is the action of the day and what is the word of the day? The action of the day, the hour, the word of the day, the hour. The action of the day uh, is this. Um, go put together a financial vision of perfection for yourself. What does your bank account look like? What does your savings account look like? What do your businesses look like? How much revenue do you want to earn? Um, what does your retirement look like? When you get ready to retire, how much money do you want to have? Write it in a journal. Thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through your fingertips. If you are a member of New Wealth University, you can start to write this out in your master business and budgeting journal, or you can enroll in the class um, Financial Vision of Perfection so we can walk through this process together. So the action of the day is to write the vision and make it plain so the reader can run with it. That's in the Bible, Habakkuk 2 and 2. You want to write the vision, you want to make it plain so the reader can run with it. And the reader is you. You want to see your vision so you can continue to work towards it. The word of the day is Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What is the thing that you need to renew? Do you need to renew your commitment to your savings? Do you need to renew your commitment to your next level? Do you need to renew your commitment to um, your uh, financial future? Do you need to renew your commitment to what you have promised uh, your loved ones? Do you need to renew that commitment? What does that look like for you? What, what does that mean for you? How uh, does this manifest for you? You have to renew uh, your commitment to your finances, just like you would renew a subscription to a magazine. You have to decide, do I still want to get this information or do I want to move on to another resource? So it's going to be really important uh, for you to renew and it's also going to be important for you to write. So we've talked about uh, the four steps on the checklist. I'll have to continue uh, in the next episode. So uh, if you are listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable, make sure you are telling Everybody that you know to listen uh, at noon, you want to listen at noon. And if you do not uh, get to hear me when I broadcast live, then you can go uh, to asklyn.org and then you can listen there. And you can also go to lynnrichardson.tv uh, to catch old episodes as well. Okay, so you can also do that as well. All right, so what I want you to do is I want you to continue moving forward so you can collide into your next level collide into your dream, collide into your vision. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win.